Hi everyone, welcome back to the 242 podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about something I think is crucial, not only on Sorare, but also in your day-to-day life. I think people are always too focused on the things they cannot do or do not know instead of doubling down on the things they can do or do already know. But first, if you like content like this, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow me on Twitter at 242SoRare to get updates on SoRare, information about the Jupiter Pro League, or if you just want to get the perspective of a new SoRare manager. Now, I feel like I start a lot of episodes with when I just joined SoRare, and I apologize because this is going to be another one of these, so here it goes. When I just joined SoRare, I didn't know where to look first. With my sports betting background, I know a lot of the teams and most of the players, so I was kind of lost in the same way as people would be when they came onto the platform and knew absolutely nothing about the players in the leagues. Now, when you want to become a successful manager, you have to choose players according to the scoring index, not according to what you think of them. Now, I'm strictly talking about getting high scores. I'm not talking about the collecting side of things. There are players out there that I like a lot, but have quite poor scores on the platform. If I want to compete for prizes, then they are not going to do me any good. That can change over time when a new manager comes in or whatever the case may be. But if you want to compete, you need players that score you points now. So my first thought was to go through all the leagues and teams to see where I could find an edge. I don't mind putting lots of data into spreadsheets, but scores and prices change so fast that I thought it would be counterproductive to just go full ham on it. And because European leagues are ending soon, I couldn't just make a full European team. I then decided to take a look at the J1 and K1 league. Now, I'm by no means an Asian league expert, but I just used the scouting skills I already had to find good players according to my budget. If you're not really good in learning new leagues or really dig deep into player profiles, then stick to what you know. There's always time to diversify and look into different leagues once you've built yourself a solid team. What makes this also tricky is that you always seem to get thrown to high-profile players like Kroos, Mbappe or Benzema. It doesn't sound cool when you have Iwanawi in defense, Hankook Kyung in midfield and Nicolas Storm as a centre-forward, even though they might be capable of scoring you the exact same points. This was something I had trouble with, accepting that Ito, Holshausen and Vanake are as good or maybe even better compared to a lot of other players out there. I can try to look for the best 5 players across all the different leagues, but that can change in a heartbeat when one of my players start underperforming, so there is never really a perfect team. That's what makes this platform so global. If you don't know anything about the Eredivisie, but you grew up following or watching the Bundesliga, then there is your edge. You don't have to spread yourself thin over all the different leagues to come up with a team that gets you weekly rewards. The beauty is that there is no one strategy to make this game work for you. You have to make this work according to your budget and according to what you like. If you have no interest in the Asian leagues, then don't buy Asian players. If you don't like the MLS, then don't buy MLS players. That's why you don't have to start out in Global All-Star Division 4 and work your way up. It's what I did and trying to do, but the more I'm doing research, the more I think, shouldn't I just buy one very, very good midfielder instead of two average ones? I don't want to compete in Division 4 for all eternity, so why am I not just buying players that can win me car prizes in Global All-Star Division 3? Or at least buy players that can get me into the top 130 in Division 4 instead of just aiming for thresholds. So I decided to really stick to what I know best and that's the Jupiter Pro League and the Asian Leagues at the moment. Now is there a possibility that in the Eredivisie there is a better centre forward than I have right now from the Jupiter Pro League? Sure. 
And I might find one when I'm doing more research, but you cannot beat yourself up for not having the highest scoring players in your team on a weekly basis because chances are you might not even know some of these players exist. Now, if you do want to venture into new leagues, here are three tips that can help you get along. The first thing I would advise you to do is to watch as many games as you possibly can. The best way to get a feel for the players and the teams is to watch actual games. The best example I can give you is Joao Felix. A lot of people in the sports card market were super excited for him to make his move from Benfica to Atletico, but lacked the knowledge to realize that he's going from a very attacking side to one of the most defensive-minded teams out there. A lot of investors were buying up his cards thinking he was going to score 25 goals a season. Now that obviously didn't happen and that's because they didn't watch Atletico games to know how they played. So let's say for example that you're looking to buy a defender. You need to know if his team plays out from the back or likes to give long balls. Does he look for easy passes or is he someone who likes to try through balls? Does he go forward on corners or does he have to stay back? Those are all things that are going to affect a player's AA score. So really know what you buy into. Are you going to buy a card from a player who is fighting relegation all season or are you buying into a top 3 starting player on a team that has won the league 4 out of the last 5 seasons? The next piece of advice would be to understand how the league works. This sounds obvious but many leagues run between different dates, have different cups, some have more or less games and you need to know what happens when a team finishes in a certain position. For example, if you finish in the top 4 of the Premier League, you qualify for the group stages of the Champions League, but only the team that finishes first in the Eredivisie directly qualifies for the Champions League. So make sure you understand and know these very small but important details. You always want to use your players as long as possible, so make sure you know the leagues you buy your players from. If you buy players from teams that make the Champions and Europa League, then that player has additional utility over buying players from teams that just compete in the competition. And the last tip is to be patient. <laughs> I know it's at the last thing you want to hear when you try to build a nice team to get your rewards, but Rome wasn't built in one day either. You cannot expect to understand a whole new league and know all its players in like two hours of googling. Keep spreadsheets, watch a lot of games, give yourself a season or two and you'll see that you will have a much better read on teams and players. So, this was me for today. I hope you liked today's episode and if you did, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow me on Twitter at 242Sorware to get in touch. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will be seeing you in the next one.